Alright. <laughs> yeah, he's weird, right? I know. Here I am in the place to be. Mr. K and B, you can't fuck with me. Extra sexy, extraordinary. Palms are hairy. Your mama pop. <laughs> <laughs> Are you just gonna be like you're gonna spice yourself and like you're like oh, oh oh my god oh 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 um hi I'm KB Sexy Ninja I'm Doug <laughs> uh, this is fueled and powered by CrazyHoodies.com you can find the link in the description below uh, designs by Big Daddy himself he also has a new he also has a podcast called Big Daddy Forever and he also has his own YouTube channel which you can go uh, give some likes to it's called Big Daddy of C Plus Studios. So go check that out, crazyhoodies.com. This is the Sexy Ninja Cast. And if you're brand new to this, we change up the format, so it doesn't matter anymore if the old format, where it's just me and my best bud talking. And last week, we talked about DC. And we talked about directors and what movies we would give them. Now we're in the Marvel chair. Kevin Feige was fired if we were hired. Which is funny, because this, this is actually blue, which is more synonymous with DC, but yeah. Um... Now I can tell my story. So, uh, I had to go donate a bunch of tea to the food bank today for my job. And we, we would get there and whatnot, and we ride up. And I'm talking about, we have a massive amounts of like, tea that just got expired. And we get there, we're unloading the back, and we're unloading the truck with the guy. And the guy goes, what is this, spice? And I don't know why, but my brain automatically clicked. I was like, we're spice runners. And then he heard me say that in my head, like, we're Spice Brothers. He goes, Star Wars guy? I'm like, Star Wars guy! I was like, I could tell my mom I was a Spice Runner today. You know what I have to say? In The Mandalorian Season 2, it was a little bothersome to me, because technically in Solo you see this as well, but that Spice pretty much just looks like dirt. Hmm? So when you have it on a planet like Tatooine, and it's in the desert, and they open it, and you're just like... Well, when he kicked the box over, remember? It's just like... It did that, but at the same time, I'm just like... You could literally fill that box with dirt and take it back to them, and they probably wouldn't know anything at the ah. beginning. <laughs> Can't refine it and sell it. We put it under heat and turn to glass. Some really low quality dust, meth or spice. <laughs> yeah. That's the way meth was brought into the galaxy. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm going to die now. <laughs> um, but we have our list again. Uh, this is for Marvel, the Marvel edition of this show. Mm -hmm. And same directors as last time. Same directors. If you are kind of confused about what do you mean, directors, go check out the last episode of the Sexy Ninja Cast. It is listed the DC edition, and this one's the MCU edition. And this is us picking um, uh, characters for these directors, and it's the same directors. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people gave me feedback from that DC edition. They thought that was really cool. And they were like, can we get more? And I was like, yes, you are. We're doing a Marvel one. <laughs> so uh, we'll just do like we did last time. You, you can go first. And I think I went first last time, didn't I? Oh, no. I no, didn't. you did You did go first last time. Yeah, you picked, uh, picked Nolan last time, I think, first? Yeah, I think so. So I think this time I am going to start with Cameron. James Cameron. So, James, 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 my writing is terrible. I mean, I oh, wait, the first it. time you made this list, you just we discussed it back and forth, and you added Emmerich and uh, Lucas. Oh, that was we, like five pages ago, because I went through this list like crazy. No, 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 but we added those, and through our first discussion, when I was like, hey, let's sit down one-on-one, -on -one, talk a little bit about it back and forth. You're like, yeah, sure, okay. And then I go through, like, this is so big for Emmerich, and you're like, oh, right. Oh, Emmerich. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're the one that brought him up. Either way. Um, so, for James Cameron, I picked a, a teen movie of the Thunderbolts. Now, I, I would honestly say the personally hardest thing about this one is the passing of Will Ross, who would have played Thunderbolt Ross. Um, yeah. So you wouldn't have the you Red could go younger. Yeah, but that wouldn't really make sense in the world, because the Thunderbolts would be, like, post, um, uh... Post superhero registration act sort of thing, the yeah. Sokovia Accords. So it, it would be a little harder for something like that. But I think he could help build this world of the. It would be of the villains. Um, maybe have it the perspective of someone new who's joined the Thunderbolts who's actually not a villain. 
Um, I mean, there's a few of them. That have, the Thunderbolts is such a wide open group. Well, like, when you them. say Thunderbolts, and I think James Cameron in the same sentence, I'm like, ah, like, so would you want to tie it to the Marvel Universe, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so where would you place it? Like, is this a Phase Four? I mean, well, of course, Phase Four. Phase, phase Four is on right now, yeah. But well, and it's a, you know, Dreamcasting. I could put it wherever I wanted to. I think it would have been, it would be Phase Four. Because it would be post-snap, yes. where the world saw what chaos there was. The Avengers have pretty much been disassembled at this point in time because, um, you know, half of them are gone. Yeah. Spoiler alert, I guess. Um, but it would be, like, because I was honestly between Thunderbolts and the Dark Avengers. Like, I think Dark Avengers is too soon. Well, no, that's what I'm saying, though. Is that at least part of the Thunderbolts have been introduced, and with how much we're doing with Spider-Man stuff, members that join that, like the Rhino and stuff like that, could be Thunderbolts initially, having been captured by Spider-Man. Kind of, kind of, like a Suicide Squad thing, but not quite to that level, where there's not as much surveillance on them. And you could build to... Devil's Reign, that was one of their past events that just happened in the comic books. Wilson Fisk is trying to go for, uh, he's the mayor of mm -hmm. New York. You know, I, I think, you know. And even you, so, you could actually have that being, an, like, post-Fisk becoming mayor. Like, have that be, like, the beginning of the story as Fisk becomes mayor. And he's like, you know, we've had these vigilantes too much in this city. I'm going to set up a special task group specifically for the uh, prevention of superhero destruction and we're called the thunderbolts yeah yeah because he does use the thunderbolts in the story and uh yeah i, I like that I, I i don't know if cameron's good for a team but that's why because when we get to my pick I, I picked a singular character and that's and you're not wrong in that is the most most cameron movies are very centralized around a singular character my only thing with the Thunderbolts is, that's why I said it may be from the perspective of a new member of the Thunderbolts. Now granted, if we're just assembling Thunderbolts in this one, everyone's going to be a new member. But a, a hero who, you know, because a lot of his things are from like a singular perspective of a hero. Because like, Titanic, <laughs> um, Terminator, Terminator 2, and then we've got... Uh, more recently, Avatar. Well, more recently being 10 years ago. 12 years ago. 12 years ago. But these are all from the singular perspective of a hero character who may be part of a group. Because, you know, in Avatar, he's got the other people with him. In Titanic, there's everybody there. In Terminator, each time, it's at least two people. Because it's uh, Kyle Reese and... Or no, Kyle Reese. <laughs> I was like, Kyle, oh, wait. <laughs> I was like, what Terminator wow. movie did you watch? That'd be that'd be a really awesome movie. You're um, like this one, it's like a bootleg version of. <laughs> no, uh, Sarah Connor and uh, I forgot his name now. It's it's something starting with an R. I okay, cool. I know Kyle Reese is not it. Yeah, um, and then second one is John and um, the Terminator and his mom. Like, so that's more of a team up in those kind of things. You know what? Hold on. Pause that thought. It's going to drive me crazy now. Isn't it, Kyle? All right. Hold on. Hold on, folks. Hold on. We're going to figure this out. Who's going to who's gonna win? I bet you would win because you're connected to your internet. Oh, it is Kyle Reese. Oh, hey, cool. I got it right. It sounded stupid. It did sound stupid. I was like, Kyle Reese? But no, you were right. Oh, Never cool. mind. Never mind. Because it's, uh, the Lantern's Kyle Rayner, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so I was, yeah. Okay, it's cool. I'm, I know things <laughs> that I don't know. Either way, so. Well, plus two, it's a franchise that we really don't discuss as often. So, you know, I, that's why the name kind of threw me. I was like, Kyle Reese, it just doesn't sound right. Yeah, I legitimately couldn't remember the name of any of the characters from Terminator Genesis, except for the ones that were previously in other movies. <laughs> I, I could probably tell you T2 to down to the T. You know, but that's about it. Like, yeah. I, I, I can't tell you the first Terminator movie. I know he's evil in that one, you know, but that's the extent of it. But that one has uh, J.K. Simmons in it, I think. Does it? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, I literally had the filmography of it on. But, um, because I think he's one of the police people. Oh, that's of course he would be the police people. But anyway, you can tell your Cameron one now. I picked, uh... 
Sentry. I was thinking of, like, I don't know, Cameron just seems like somebody who's like, well, I want Superman. Well, Superman doesn't belong in this universe. He's like, well, give me somebody like Superman. And I can be like, well, I got the Sentry guy, and you are good with a character being bad and also a character being good mm -hmm. in the Terminator, you know. So I think Sentry would be an, an, an easy connection but I know he will try to deviate from what Sentry is. It was Lance Hendrickson. Sorry, they oh. looked they looked kind of similar in that movie to me. But yeah, I, I can see where I can see though why you would yeah. say that. But yeah, I think Sentry would be a more based um, in Cameron's world, especially with a character that complex. Or would this have to do with Void at all, or would it just solely be about Sentry? Just about Sentry. Okay. So just because the Void the, the the Void thing was kind of a. Big thing to him for a bit. But for a bit, but I, I think Sentry needs to kind of be nudged in and not thrown in our face because you really don't know. A lot of people don't know this character, like the Eternals. That's, I think that was the problem. They're like, here's all these characters. Okay, do I care about them? No. Okay, but that was the same thing with Guardians, though. Guardians was a bunch of characters that nobody knew before. But it was a surprise. Like, come on. That starting intro scene when he's like, dude. Do, do, do. No, yeah, I, mean, I get that. I get that, but that—that's only introducing Star Lord. That has nothing to do with Gamora or the rest of. Them. No, that's introducing the movie and introducing the fact, like, hey, you're here for a good time. I know. I'm just—I'm just saying that superhero team movies being introduced at once can <coughs> can work. They just—I mean, they don't often, but no. they can. And Guardians showed us that you can take a group of unknown individuals without having the set of movies for them and make them work. But then there's plenty of DC movies that show the opposite. So. I don't know, I think with a steady hand, Marvel could do something like that. But, okay, so Sentry. Sentry, what do you think? I think it's fine. I think, I think it's, you are right to be more focused around one character. Um, it really does kind of seem, though, like Marvel can take any character and make a successful, if not overly successful, but at least a successful movie out of it. And I think with James Cameron behind there, it would probably boost that a lot. And I, I'm banking more on his name than the actual, like, Sentry itself, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like... I like for a fan of Sentry, I think that would be cool to finally see him on the screen or whatever. But as a producer, I'm banking on James Cameron's name to be like the guy that brought you Titanic in Avatar Two. Twelve years later, <laughs> you yeah. know, well, brings you the Sentry. Just wouldn't hold our breath for a Sentry too. <laughs> um, who, who would you want to play him? Sentry? Oh, I. I don't know why Keanu Reeves has popped in my head. Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know why. Does it, if I recall, Sentry's got like super long ass blonde hair, yeah. doesn't he? <laughs> yes, he does. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Yes, um, okay, if I had to really be like, okay, who could be? Oh, trying to think from this well of new actors and whatnot, you know? If he was younger, I think Guy Pierce. Oh, jeez. Guy Pierce is... I know, Guy Pierce is old now, but... Well, Guy Pierce has also already been in a Marvel movie. <laughs> I know. Okay. <laughs> but, okay. Yeah, so, but if he was younger, that, that, you know... Um, surprised you didn't just say Dave Bautista. <laughs> <laughs> this, Dave Bautista has jobs with us. <laughs> like, let's put in Dave. Oh. Hey, Dave, Dave, come here. Uh, you're, you're gonna be Batman. What? <laughs> what about because I'm, I'm thinking of wrestlers now what about Drew McIntyre as a blonde? as a blonde you'd have to get rid of the beard but as like a full blonde just the body type it's mostly the body type and the demeanor in which he walks around with so okay casting wrestlers I'm taking Cena off of this one <laughs> I was like, like that's the obvious I was choice like, um, Riddle uh, are you gonna have him like gain a lot of mass, bro? I don't have Orton. Ooh, Orton. Um, there. Okay, that this is like kind of kind of rearing off, but there's this great documentary that's on uh, Peacock. It's called Evil, and it talks about heels, and they go individually with um different characters, and one's with Randy Orton talking about his heel when he's a heel and stuff like that. And there's this great scene. Where he's talking, he goes, "Yeah, he goes, I like to, like, he goes, I like to talk shit when I'm, you know, getting into character." And then he, he goes into like 
Like he like he's doing it on camera. I'm like, can we get this man a job in Hollywood? Like I I, I he did have a job in Hollywood. We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't talk about that movie. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, yeah. So who's your who's your next director? Okay. Uh, because I'm gonna you know I'm actually gonna go up for my list. Let's do uh Robert. Okay. Yeah, because last time we kind of buried them because I was like, wow, you went through those two really quick. Um, Robert, I gave him Ultimatum. Okay. In a world type thing, New York is flooded, you know. Yeah, I, but that's an ultimate storyline. Yeah. I'm just saying. Plus, that also has the mutants well established and plenty of other fun things. I think that would be a way to introduce the mutants. By destroying Wolverine, killing Charles Xavier, uh, wiping out half of them. Yes. Okay. No, I'm, I was I mean, talking, I'm, 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 I'm taking more like spoiler alerts on Multiverse of Madness. It's kind of what they did with the Illuminati. That's so, what I'm doing here. <laughs> yeah. right, does this movie tie into? No, I just want you to kill the X Men as soon as they come in. No, I'm, I'm going to take bits and pieces of Ultimatum, like introducing a well more gruff Magneto in this, because you know Magneto is the one that. He flips the poles and he causes everything. See, this is one of the storylines that I actually really well know. Yeah. Because you have other, oh man, that iconic scene with the blob eating Janet Van Dyne. Yeah. And then, um, um, oh my gosh. Uh, or Hope. It was Hope. It was, no, I, no. It was Janet. Janet, sorry. Um, I, I love the scene because I, I, I was thinking of like cinematography and all that. And I was thinking about when, when Magneto's like this with Wolverine and then he like, Gets um, Cyclops. Uh, Cyclops. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like, wait, oh, holy shit. You know, like. I think it was Iron Man too. Iron Man. Yeah, there as well. And just. Mm -hmm. It's got Magneto wielding uh, Thor's hammer too. It's Hugh Jackman's Wolverine too. <laughs> but, hey guys, he's finding an MCU movie. Woo! <laughs> yeah, but that, I really don't have much else to add to my Robert Hammer pick, but. I was just thinking in kind of an interval world thing, just because that's what we discussed last well, time. See, and that, that was unfortunately we had to force ourselves. There are certain directors you have to force yourselves to pick certain criteria based on what they normally do. Yeah, and this so. and, and these two uh, directors, I actually paced. Like I paced my house because I was like, who, who, who? I was just picking up comics and I was just like, uh, what, what can these guys do? And yeah, so I would go with an ultimatum event. Not the storyline itself, but an ultimatum-esque event surrounded in that same aspect of that story. Okay. So, um, my go is actually the Fear Itself storyline. Um, oh, Asgard? Wait, Asgard's... Already... Asgard's already destroyed in Asgard. Asgard is actually supposed to be on Earth during the Fear Itself storyline. Like, it gets blown up, but they, like, they make the new one on Earth during the storyline. Yeah. So, they have the one on Earth. Odin's brother, which actually, technically, I think they call it his father, and this one was who Bor was. But, um, Bor comes to Earth, has already been sealed there. Yeah. There's several, like, hammers going on. And we could even do, like, this really cool cutback. Not that I think you could get the actors to do this anymore, but this cutback to, like, when Captain America was fighting Red Skull and have there be just this fight that they have um, in the Arctic where they meet like a large Yeti creature guarding something and that's where they discover the first hammer from the Fear Itself because the Fear Itself storyline follows these... Um, Siege is where Asgard fell, right? Yeah, Siege, yeah. Okay, okay, that's... To, to be fair, Asgard has fallen a few times. I know, Asgard's <laughs> fallen a few times, but Siege was when Asgard there was, fell. Yeah, there, yeah, in... Okay. in, in Fear itself, there's actually, I believe there's already an Asgard on Earth, then there's also Asgard in space, still. They're like kind of mutually both existing, there's kind of a hub part in like Bronson or something like that, um, Bronson, Ohio or whatever, that there's a hub for them, that's kind of their connecting point to Earth. Odin comes to Earth and is like, dude, everybody get, you, get out of here, we are going back to Asgard. And they're like, okay, and then yeah. So there's eight hammers that get unlocked by Boar being released. Multiple people throughout the earth touch these hammers. You get a lot of the um, the worthy. <laughs> um, and they pick up these hammers and they transform into these huge creatures. Hulk gets one. Like, 
but like so there's a lot of characters that have already been introduced in at least in multiple universes God, they look so this. cool though I, I i remember well that that book itself like you if you haven't read red fear itself i would say check it out this, this is when marvel events actually really meant something like because it was like the during the summertime you knew a marvel event was on the horizon nowadays it just seems like there's events constantly now and they're like because you know when they build it up they're like oh we got secret invasion they're like okay cool then we have we have siege and we have fear itself but it was during the summer it's kind of like a summer blockbuster but for comic books but now like avengers versus x-men that that era now it's kind of like oh well you know there, there's an event like every month and there's mm -hmm. like in their own little books and the X-Men have, like, 20 things going on, you know? <laughs> well, no, no, I mean, so, and then ultimately in the Fear Itself storyline, it'd be a great way if Chris Hemsworth was like, hey, I want to step away from the character more permanently. That's how you end him, because he dies in that storyline. And granted, in the comic books, he comes back, like, three months later with no explanation whatsoever. No. <laughs> but um it would be a really good storyline a really like an end of the world storyline at the very edge the only thing that's kind of been ruined by the cinematic universe uh already is the fact that that's actually the one where thor or where captain america wields the hammer in one of the most badass ways because they um they have this you know the the mighty are the bad ones the worthy are the good ones stark goes to uh the dwarves to have them craft Uru armor, which is like the, or Uru weapons and stuff like that, which is like pretty much what Thor's hammer is made out of, the Uru metal. And he makes them for everyone except for Captain America who gets his shield broken. He's like, well, what weapon are I going to use? Hammer! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, guys! Hey! Yeah. Um, that also reminds me, there, there's an event that just happened. It was written by Tom Taylor, and it was called Dark Ages. And so... The world goes black. Internet's down and up. So that affects a lot. Oh, man. So many people are just going to kill themselves. Oh, uh, yeah. That, that affects Iron Man. You know? Then he bends in a steam, like a steam pump suit. Like, mm -hmm. you know, because he has to adapt and whatnot. And and one, like, uh, Ap Apocalypse is keeping his village alive. And they're like, well, how are you, how are you creating power to all these houses in this little area? They're using Magneto. To power this, like, he's in this, like, t tube or whatever. He's powering this little village because of his powers and whatnot. And it, it's just it's just really, really crazy. It's a one-off. It really doesn't do anything. But now that I'm thinking about, man, I would give that to Robert Denver. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> All right. So then I guess I'll go to Nolan. Um, this has technically been done. But it's it's a different way. Uh, well, I guess it hasn't been done. It's a, it's a dark. It's a Phoenix story, but it's the Phoenix Force. Oh, you, so when they became Power Rangers, more or less. But it would actually be, <laughs> it would actually be more of a Hope Summer story than the Phoenix Force itself. Okay, okay. Um, I, I remember that we, they're like, "We're the Phoenix Force." I'm like, "You're Power Rangers." Until they start like just freaking vampiring each other. Yeah. Like, oh, I have your power too. Ah, oh. Then I, pro I probably wouldn't use the original Phoenix Force. Um, That's interesting. Why Nolan? Well, I was thinking on the ideas of mostly being a Hope Summer movie about... Because um, we originally talked about like time travel with him and things like that with oh. it. And then I was thinking it just made a natural progression towards a Phoenix Force story starring Hope Summer really kind of gives me what I would have hoped a... What? Hope. <laughs> yes. What I would have really wanted a uh, Batman movie to be with the full rogues gallery in it, but flipped on its head. If that makes sense. Man, we're going big or going home with these movies. Like, well, I mean, it's Christopher. If you're gonna have Christopher Nolan direct a movie in the MCU, you're not gonna be like. I was just banking on his name for my. Choice. You're not gonna be like here. Here's Howard the Duck. Like, you're not going to do something like that to Christopher Nolan. Some weird little, like, twist at the end. Like, he's not a duck. What? I'm a goose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the audience will be like, what the fuck? You know. <laughs> well, he's an alien, too, so he's not actually technically a duck anyway. Yeah. But, um, no, I, I was just thinking, 
he does big extravagant set pieces really well. As much as I don't like the movie, Dark Knight Rises has all these big scenes that go on that actually are very well, like the cinematography in them is very good. I, you know, I, I rewatched the Dark Knight Rises and I finally figured out what, like cinematography wise, what felt off about that movie. It looks too real. Like, if you go to Batman Begins, you know, like, it, it feels a little Hollywood. You know, Gotham's not like... There's that brown tinge to the yeah, entire the brown, screen the whole Yeah, time. you know, there, there's that. Then the second one is a little bit more, let's, let's, you know, and it has kind of like that blue, you know. Yeah. And this one's just straight up like, nope, there's really no filter. It's, the, here's these beautiful shots of these buildings, you know, and it, it's more, it's more real than, it kind of takes you out of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... But that's and that's that's the problem doing anything for him, honestly, as far as movie goes. If he wants to try to make it real, it's kinda hard to do it with the superheroes. But I would hope he'd put his his suspension of disbelief to the side to give kind of this big story for the Phoenix Force and Hope, which it's funny because now that I think about it, two of our stories so far have involved the death of Charles Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, we already killed him once, so we might as well do it again. We're just on the train. Just... Hey, he died twice so far now. Three times? I'm fairly certain. Logan? There was Logan. There was Dark Phoenix. I wasn't counting Dark Phoenix. Oh, no, sorry, not Dark Phoenix. Uh, X-Men 3, X-Men United. Oh, yeah! He gets exploded by the Phoenix. <laughs> Let me go! He didn't, he didn't get killed in Dark Phoenix. I got those two mixed up. Yeah, I like oh, yeah. that. Okay. And then now in this one. So he's been killed three times. Wow. Go Patrick. Uh, well, that'd be funny if it's just like, I'll only come back if you're going to kill me. But we did that twice. I will, I will only, only come, come back, back if you kill me. And if I'm in any dream sequences, I get to wear a kick-ass turtleneck. Well, it's funny is he technically in Picard, the season one, he dies in the first season, but then they bring him back uh, as an AI. Oh man, that just sounds like Patrick Stewart in a nutshell. Like it's <laughs> it's one of those things, and this is this is off on a tangent on this entire thing. I like a lot of actors and a lot of wrestlers and stuff like this. This ties into both these things. When an actor starts getting older and older and older, there comes a point in time when we need to stop having them do what they're doing. Yeah. Not because they're bad at doing what they're doing. They are still amazing, but it's because it's really hard to watch this person you've been watching on screen for uh, what was it uh, i've been watching him since i was you know like four like at the end of the next generation star trek 1993 um so that is 30-ish years now just progressing and well, wait no yeah i don't know 30 wow i yeah we're old yeah, we are old. But I've been watching him for pretty much 30 years of just watching him get older. And you know what? When he was doing the X-Men movies, that was fine. Until Logan, and you're like, oh my gosh, he's so old. That's part of the story. And now you have him come back in this one. And I'm just like, can we please retire that character? Because it could have brought in James McAvoy. Yeah. You, you, now I'm thinking the missed opportunity... Even though I know they wanted to do the X-Men, you know, with a chair and everything. I'm like, yes, Patrick Stewart, all the way. But we, the torch was already passed to James McAvoy, especially in Days of Future Past. You know, it's like, hey. That was literally the passing of the torch. Yeah, yeah but then they're like, no, they're back. <laughs> no, and that's it, it just makes me really, really <coughs> sad because, really sad, because at some point, Patrick Stewart is going to pass. I hope that's like 20 years from now. Damn, bro. I know. Well, someday. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping it's a long time from now. But it's still one of those things where I would like to remember him more as he was, as to what he is. Because it's, you know, it's one of those, uh, The Undertaker. That is my favorite wrestler of all times. I've watched more matches of his than I could even count, nor do I remember. But the last four matches I watched of his, one of them was decent. And that was him squashing John Cena. All of the other ones in between that time frame, you're just like, wow, you are in your 50s and trying to do something that someone in their 20s should be doing. Now, he's been through so much. I respect him, and he is still my favorite wrestler. But I never want to see him wrestle again. Again, unless I'm watching a recording of something that's happened before. Well, remember when, when Cody was rumored, and everyone was like, no, it's going to be Taker. I was like, 
please let this man retire. I know. Well, no, but that's the same thing with with movies and stuff like that. Like we have so many actors. We're Never so... looked at it like that. Never, uh, like you know what I mean. Like I don't know. when I saw him come in in Multiverse of Madness, I was just like, oh my gosh, you are really old. Like, Time has not been kind to you. No, it's sir. been very kind to him. Now, he's a very good looking man. He is, but it's it's still one of those that when he's when he's in his wheelchair. For the most, or the hover chair, that's fine. But when he's standing up and walking around, I'm like, no, that's how it is in Picard. Like, um, I like, I know we're going off here, but we're still on Nolan. Um, and Picard, there's certain scenes like I was, there's there's something I don't know. He has a love interest, but they they never get that moment to finally kiss. And I was wondering if that was just on Patrick Stewart's part because he doesn't want to, you know, kiss on camera or whatever. Hmm. And there's certain scenes where I've noticed where they kind of quick cut. With him, especially during the action stuff, you know, like, make it look like he moved faster than he did. And then there's scenes where they really don't show his hands. Because, you know, you can, like, especially with the, yeah. He's the, old and you can see yeah, his, the veins. The veins and stuff like that. So there's certain things that they do. And I've been learning more about, trick, you know, trickery with the camera and whatnot. And I was like watching that show. I'm like, huh, they're purposely doing this just to be like, yeah, he's still... The Patrick Stewart of yesterday, you know, it, that's fine. I I, I want to see that, but I get what you mean. When that's you, the problem. You want to see it. People know you want to see it. And that's why they keep pulling these nostalgic things back. Like Triple H, you know, how long passed when he should have stopped wrestling? Was he still wrestling? And now he has heart problems that are going to make it so he can never wrestle again. Like, th there, we have this whole stand on nostalgia. Things that we really like from when we were younger, and we want to pull all those things into the present, but things get older, and we have to learn to let those things go as far as time goes. So it's, you know, uh, so many movies we have coming out, like Tom Cruise in Maverick. You know, Getting great reviews. That doesn't matter. Because it's nostalgic. Yeah. <laughs> from what I saw in one of the yeah. words. <laughs> but it's, it's also, you've got to think, Tom Cruise is in his 50s. Is he in his 60s yet, or is he still in his 50s? I think he's about to hit that 60 mark. What, yeah. what? Keep talking. Let me move up. But you think about it from a perspective in a movie. The Army would not have, or the Navy, I guess, would not have a 58, 59-year-old male flying a jet to teach kids stuff because that's really bad for the body, <laughs> amongst other things. Well, now we're being ageist, though, don't you think? No. Now we're being realistic. <laughs> Our society is so bent on nostalgia that we were making these things. And you know what? If these people need a paycheck, I'm not going to hold it against them. He is 59. 59. He's, he's okay. almost there. His birthday comes up July. Okay. So he, wow, he's going to be 60 this year. Mm -hmm. Hey, Tom Cruise. So, but, I mean, you just, we have these actors that we are so ingrained in that we refuse to move on with. Hey, another great movie series, The Expendables. And they're making another one. And they're making well, and they made another Rambo. And you well, just we, we saw we saw Rambo. Remember, we're like, all right, let's die now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the end of it when he's sitting there in a rocking chair bleeding, and we're like, it, let him just be dead. He took care of everything he needed to. Just let him rest perfectly well too. Remember, yeah. there was no like, there, there was, was no struggle. There was no struggle in his fucking plan at all. Oh, no, it was like dead, 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 dead. dead, 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 dead. dead. Oh. And then, like, not even the final battle with the main dude. There was, there was no struggle. There was no hesitation. It was just like his plan worked from start to finish. He won. He sat on the porch, and I was just like, if I was writing this, I would have him on the porch sitting there. Yeah, I finally did it. And then, then like, then like, kind of like faded away to say like, now time has passed. You know, you know. Then, then cut to. Oh wait, she's dead. I was gonna say cut oh, to the girl yeah, yeah. died. That's that's the entire reason for his vengeance. <laughs> yeah, that, I was like, they cut to her being like, "Oh, this was his farm," and you know, and I was like, "Oh yeah, she died." No, better cut. Cut to a CGI de-aged Stallone sitting in a um, a diner, and someone goes, "Here's a sandwich." Yes, because <laughs> that that that's one of our, our jokes with the first movie. All he wanted was a fucking All he sandwich. Was a sandwich. And not, we wouldn't have been with this franchise for but, this long. But ultimately, okay, get, no, let's, let's get back to Nolan. We'll get back on to Nolan, but you get what I'm saying. No, I get what you're saying. Is that it's, it's so hard because, you know, when you're picking dream actors, you know, Forrest Entry, John Cena makes great sense. But how old is John Cena at this point in time? He looks really, really great for his age, but he's in his mid-40s. 
Um, I think he's almost 50. He's almost 50. The Rock is 50. <laughs> the Rock don't look 50. He don't look 50. The Rock looks like The Rock. But it, it's one of those 30 years from now, in his 80s, is The Rock still going to look like he does in his 50s? I mean, possibly. Possibly. That Zoa, whatever's in that Zoa, yeah. or, you know, whatever he's doing with that tequila. But it, it's just, we rely so much on the nostalgia of our youth that it makes it really hard to move forward for us. That's all I'm saying. Okay. And moving forward now, my, my choice. Sorry, we just spent like 20 <laughs> minutes in between the Nolan picks. Um, Adam Warlock. Okay. Yeah. I was, Isn't he supposed to be in Guardians 3? Hmm? That doesn't mean he can't have his own adventure. No, no, no. I, I, I was just, I don't know. Who, who's playing him? Is it Zac Efron? <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Who is playing him though? Do you remember? I'm gonna look that one up now as you as you go on. <laughs> I, I was thinking like um this one was really hard because I was like no one could kind of do it all, but I want to see. A, I, I really want to see something in space, like I like I picked. Like You're so guys. dedicated, just forcing these actors into space. Yeah, I'm like let's go to space. Um, but I thought Adam Warlock would be cool. You know, uh, I don't know what he would do with Adam Warlock. I know he would write something so crazy and obscure, and try to make it reality, but not make it reality. So I was thinking, I was like, yeah, give me an Adam Warlock movie. Let's see what that Nolan movie looks like. Did you figure it out? I found it out. It was it was I couldn't remember the name of the actor. I remembered his face and was like, oh yeah. What's it's name? that baby face dude I want to punch. Will Poulter. Okay. It's it's Zach Efron. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's uh in uh We Are the Millers. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's you guys are getting paid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is what he's known for, and now we've got him starring in an MCU yeah. movie. So that that's that, that's my biggest take from that. Even though we went on that twenty minute tangent, um uh, Adam Warlock. Okay. We already know who'd be playing him, because, you know. Yeah, so we Christian don't have to worry Mayo. about that. Yeah. <laughs> Zach Efron, apparently. Zac Efron. Okay, uh, okay, never mind. Okay. Okay. You're so, next. Uh, George. I, I remember, in the last podcast we did, I, I was a little bit ridiculous. I am going more ridiculous. Uh, Squirrel Girl. Okay. Oh, that, that's different than the one you originally brought up for him, I think. But, yeah. Meh, I, I think it's cool. I Honestly, my pick is not horrendously far away from that one. Um... My pick is actually uh, a, a bit crazy too, but no. why, why would you pick Squirrel Girl? I don't know. <laughs> I, I it was just it was just cool. one of, it was one of those hard fucking things with Lucas, Emmerich, and Cameron. That's why they're at the bottom of this paper here. Mm. Um, I was just like, I, I I don't know. And really, I gotta thank Big Daddy because I was just like, just start naming all characters to me, and then he's like, blah 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 blah. I'm like, where were you when I, we had this conversation? And he was just, and then when he said Squirrel Girl, I don't know, my mind was like, George, Squirrel Girl, what the, what would that look like? You know what I mean? Like, I know I have terrible dialogue. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, uh, we'll bring Natalie Portman to be Squirrel Girl. See, it's funny because she's already Jane Foster, so. Uh, no, you know who she plays Squirrel Girl? Who? Zach Efron. Yeah, <laughs> Zach Efron in all the roles. Yeah. We're going to make the Zach Efron MCU. No, we're gonna make Amber Heard a Squirrel Girl. What about um, uh, she just lost her job to Aquaman, so you know. Yeah. No. What about um, Emma Stone? Yeah, I would like to see that. Remember that there was a rumor she was gonna be Batgirl. Yeah. For a very long time. Dude, if they if they decide to do a multiverse of Spider-Man stuff, I would like. And this would just be tugging at our heartstrings like crazy. But Miles Morales, I want the Peter Parker that he gets to be uh, Andrew Garfield and have Spider-Gwen be Emma Stone. For them to meet again and him to be like, oh no. <laughs> I like that though. I do. No, no, no. But it'd be heartbreaking. It'd be so heartbreaking. All right, Squirrel Girl. Uh, okay, so we had our rules that it couldn't be... Couldn't be a superhero movie that already existed, and I think uh, I did pretty good. So well, well, and I, I, I'm intentionally breaking this one with this one because I think George Lucas deserves the right to redo Howard the Duck. Seth Green as Howard the Duck because he is already Howard the Duck in the MCU. Um, yes, to have it be a lot more well-rounded but raunchy. This is going to be a hard PG-13 movie. 
George doing a hard PG-13 Did you see Howard the Duck? It was PG, but that was before PG-13 existed. I want to erase Howard the Duck from memory, but but it'll forever be there in my But I'm saying that Howard the Duck, when it was originally released, the PG-13 guideline did not exist. It was either PG or R. Howard the Duck in the modern day standards would actually have been PG-13. So, yes, him doing a hard PG-13 movie is not crazy. 90 style. I wouldn't want a 90 style, actually. It would be modern day, but Howard the Duck's mentality being that of a 90 style duck. Like, everything he learned about um, Terra, Earth, was from Star-Lord, like, the stuff he had. So he comes to the Earth in, like, a 70s, 80s kind of style. I guess not 90s, but, like, 70s, 80s kind of style. And comes down and tries to, you know, be Howard the Duck, pick up chicks, and exist. And... Kevin Bacon's the greatest director, actor, right? You know. <laughs> no, and it, see, you know what the funny thing is? Wrong Kevin... But I was thinking the person he met on Earth would be Kevin J- or, uh, Kevin Smith. Oh. And that's his, like, Earth partner is Kevin Smith that he meets up with, hangs out with, and they just have an adventure. No, have, have him. Yeah, oh, my God. I'm going to call Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin will be like. But but this being Lucas behind the, the like, the, in the chair this time. Granted, as much as we talked about this with George on the last one, he doesn't direct anymore. He hasn't directed in a very, very long time. He's produced. He's, he's apparently making movies. Yeah, he's produced a lot of things. Yeah, but a Howard the Duck movie that he gets to redo, that you know we can bring back some of the old cast as like cameos and stuff like that. But yeah, pretty much a Howard the Duck and Kevin uh, Kevin Smith kind of a road trip movie with I, a little mixture of like a stoner comedy into it. Then they meet Zach Efron. Zach Efron's the main bad guy. Actually. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And right. you know what the best part is? Zach Efron is the main bad guy as Zach Efron. Yes! Like, it's not even, like, it's like... Dave Bautista and Zach Efron has jobs with us. Yeah. So... Okay. So, my next one is going to be... Uh, I guess I'm going to go with the one that I have the hardest time kind of justifying out of what's left. I'm going to pick Spielberg. Okay. And I want to do a solo rogue movie. Yeah. I, I, I can see that. I can... What's funny is, like... Well, I'll tell you my pick after. But no, I why? Well, so so I want this to be a a um, rogue movie that is a solo rogue with Carol Danvers getting involved, turning into a Miss Marvel movie. Oh, where she takes Carol's powers on accident and becomes Miss Marvel. Oh, granted, there's also the other Miss Marvel. It. I was so, gonna say. I was gonna say what you said, Miss Marvel. Like, Isn't that what her name becomes? Rogue for a while, like when she takes she takes uh, Danvers' powers, mm-hmm. and she becomes something Marvel. Yeah, um, I think it is Miss Marvel. Yeah, let's be honest. Marvel's screwed up. That name itself is so screwed Mar-Vell. up. Marvel. Marvel. Who was then Captain Marvel, which then became Captain Marvel, which then yeah. Yeah. And then we have Miss Marvel as um, what is her name? The um, young Muslim girl from New York. Uh, Kamala Harris? Kamala, yeah. Kamala, yeah. Um, yeah, then you have her having that same title as well. But So you could change. She could still be rogue, but she would have the powers of Ms. Marvel. But just like a story about that. Yeah, that'd be good, because they're doing more of that now with the MCU movies. They're, they're, they're tying in, bringing in other heroes to be the seller of this movie. To be like, because like with the She-Hulk uh they like Hulk's yeah, in here. Yeah, they've got Bruce. Um, and I'm like, oh well. Okay, I will see this because you know my brain automatically is like, I will see this because Hulk's in here. Bruce Banner. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I mean, it would still be, but it would be like a passing of the torch because you 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 know that I'm not super keen on Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. I don't know why, but yeah. I don't know. It's it's that she's she's got that same problem that a lot of. I think she's gotten better. What was she in? I mean, she was in the Ten Rings for, like, the end credit scene. Yeah, she was fantastic in that last bit. Um, no, uh, but I, I still think that, you know, passing the torch on to another one, to another actress to try to... Take <laughs> this, is just your, this is just your secret plot way to get rid of Brie Larson. That's the point of this movie. And you it's, know what the funny thing is? There's a lot of... There are a few other... I can't say a lot of... I haven't really seen so many of Brie Larson's movies. There's a couple other Brie Larson movies that she's in, and I'm just like... How is this the same person who plays Captain Marvel? 
Because she, she seems night and day. Like, she has that, like, in Marvel, she's so stoic that you're just like, you have no personality. Please have a personality. I follow her Kristen YouTube Stewart, channel. Kristen Stewart in Twilight has more personality than you. That is not a good thing. And yes, I'm admitting I have seen those movies before. <laughs> oh, the Twilight The Twilight movie. <laughs> I don't I mean I I I, I haven't. I, I've seen half of the first one and as soon as Homeboy sparkled, I was like, alright, I'm out. Had, a, had an ex who loved them so much that she watched like because you know when we you watch something as you're going to bed, she watched them every other night for the first one and the second one. Then the third one came out, and we went and saw that one in theaters, then we broke up. Then I went and, like, later living with my sister, she's like, oh, hey, the, the last one, you know, let's watch these things. And Wasn't there a part one and part two of that, though? Yeah, there's part one and part Breaking two. Breaking Dawn? Breaking Dawn and Breaking Dawn part two, yeah. So, watch that at my sister's request, because she'd seen them, and I was like, I've watched enough of them, I'll finish it out. And I'm just like, okay, so, which is, this is the reason when you're just like, oh, Robert Pattinson is Batman. I'm like, I don't see a problem with that. He's a good actor. No, like I, even the, even before then, like people are like, "Oh my gosh, like he's so terrible, he's so terrible," and you're like, "No." It's he, like what like, they did with Keaton back in the day. Like they're Mr. like, "Mr. Mom, man," it's just like what they did with Heath Ledger. Broke my mind. It's gonna be a Joker, which you is know? weird because then there's a Knight's Tale, which is actually a really good movie. Oh, like, I love can we not Knight's... pick out these guys' good movies that came out? And let's be honest, no, but that's the toxicity. Mr. Mom is still a good movie. Yeah, the toxicity of being a nerd. Yeah, you know, even back in the '90s, they were doing that. But okay, so I pick a row. For Spielberg. Oh, yeah. Um, Spider-Man. Cool. Um, so, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.? No. You don't want her to be the the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent? Like, which... which I mean, are we talking, like, the red suit? Yes. Okay. Well, just because people miss, you know, Spider-Gwen, you know, stuff like that. So. I know. And I want to deal with, um, with her and the whole, like, she's... Becoming a mom. She just became a mom. Mm -hmm. She's trying... Because I, I, I got this idea because I'm reading the newest Spider-Woman series. She's taking on gigs, like ba like going to birthday parties or being a bodyguard. And she's really not in the superhero game, even though she's trying to be in the superhero game. And she just had a kid. She's struggling with bills. And she's just trying to be the best hero she can, also still supporting her family. Okay. See, the way you propose it like that makes me feel like it should be a Disney Plus series, not a Disney movie. <laughs> not a Marvel movie. I thought of that. <laughs> you know, like, in every episode, it's something it's something different. Yeah, you different know? jobs for her. Different jobs, like different being a mom, you know, then dealing, being married on top of that, you know. Mm -hmm. I thought that would be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any, any thoughts on the actress for her? Uh, I was thinking uh, Anne Hathaway. I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just that that role. Because it's weird. Because it doesn't scream Catwoman. I think she was a really good Catwoman. It doesn't scream Catwoman. But it also has that, like, I'm doing what I gotta do to get by. I feel like a very maternal figure. But I'm also an ass kicker. And that just, to me, seems like Anne Hathaway. Yeah. That, I, I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Ex-husband Zach Efron? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Always. And people would be like, Zach's in every single MCU movie, but not as the same character. <laughs> he's, uh -huh. he's, he's gonna be our he's gonna be our watcher. We're no, he's gonna, gonna watcher no, movie. he's gonna be our Bruce Campbell. <laughs> okay, so on that, I swear, if they made the fourth one and he'd actually been Mysterio the entire time on all of those, and he just figured out who Peter Parker was a long time ago, like from that first introduction, and he's just kind of been following him around since then. And he knew his identity and all that stuff. I would have been like, Sam Raimi, you are a freaking genius. <laughs> but we never got to find that no. out. So, who's your next? Uh, let's do Tim. Tim Burton. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oddly enough, I gave him Howard the Duck. No. Because I, I, you know, I just the, 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 the design of the new Howard the Duck. I was just looking at the way he looks and whatnot. And he fits that, that Tim Burton look, you Ooh. know. And, of course, we'll have a... What's his uh, wife's name? Oh, uh, Carol Bernard Carter. Yeah, of course. I want her to be um, the one... The, the, the love interest. Like, just because... Yeah, it's, it's Tim Burton. I'm sorry. Howard Duck can't have just one love interest. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Uh, like, I want to remake the first movie. Mm -hmm. 
But in that aspect of... It's funny that we're both just like, that old Howard, the next movie, we're just going to sweep that over the rug <laughs> and make a new one. Yeah, so I, I, want to, I wanted to see a remake of the Howard the Duck, but with, the, with, with Tim Burton's style. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. I mean, we already discussed at length Howard the Duck shit anyway. So, um, You know, it's funny. I just had an idea for another one, and I'm not going to use this one. But I think it'd be kind of funny, just as a side, like, extra one for Tim Burton, if he did the Marvel's Dracula. Because Dracula exists in the Marvel Universe. Yes, 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 he does. But, no, uh, we're, do you, we're, okay, ooh, this is a big category. Um, um, we are down to these two. What do you want to say for last? Well, I, I didn't pick mine yet. So, I'm going to be the one picking the next oh, one. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... But no, for Tim Burton, my thought was actually a uh, speedball slash penance movie. Yeah, we talked about that. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Where you have, it'd be, like, it'd be more like you wouldn't really see speedball in this movie until the very end and possibly at the very beginning. Where it's kind of just going through his time as penance after the school blows up, have Nitro introduced. Because um, it really... To make Nitro the main antagonist, make right? Nitro, yeah. Well, so it kind of... It, it would be one of those... I'm thinking kind of like... Uh, uh, Batman Returns, where you have, well, no, where you have um, a villain, but then you have a second villain on the side who doesn't really seem like that much of a threat at first, then they hop in as the main threat. Oh, then oh, it switches. Oh, okay. So, where like Penance, Penance's initial thing is against Nitro, they blow up the school, he gets partly charged for it, he does some time in prison, he creates the Penance suit, he comes out. Uh, most superhero teams don't want to work with him, so he's got to work by himself. Uh, he finds this, you know, uh, trafficker who's trying to get stuff to going through. He goes to stop them, and turns out that person backing the trafficker is actually Nitro, who they thought died at the beginning, but has actually been alive this entire time. Uh, Penance has to find a way to stop him, and ultimately, even though he was thought dead, Penance, like by everyone else, Penance somehow knew he was still alive, so he made his penance suit, which then when he stops Nitro, he puts the suit on him, and that's how he God, stops that scene's him. God, so great. That, 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 in the comics, that's, he's like, I made this for you. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. And I've been living in this torture and this penance for years until I finally got you. Mm-hmm. And then that's just how it ends with him putting that on. And then I could just imagine him keep on exploding just to, just to get out of it. And he's like, nope. Mm-hmm. Scene. Yeah. Cut. Print. And then, like, just mid- mid-credit, end-credit scene or whatever, it's him in his house, pulls open a drawer, and it's got that, that green-blue pen- speedball suit, and he's just, I think it's time. Aww. Aww, that would break my heart, man. would <laughs> be like, oh, I can do this now. Yeah, oh, okay, I want to see this. Especially Tim Burton dealing with that, that, that penance itself, the kind of character. I don't know, I think you could do a real dark and gothy, too, yeah. like, how I really kind of want it to be done. Um, so, Zach Efron? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'd like up actually if he could if he could prove his range. I think Zach Efron as Penance wouldn't actually be the worst thing in the world. No, I wanted Zach Efron as um, Kyle Rayner. Rayner. Oh, that's good. But I know we're talking Marvel now, but that, <laughs> Penance. Yeah. Fair. Um, I think for second to last, I think I want to go Quentin Tarantino. Okay. Um, the last one I'm kind of happier about, kind of setting up stuff. So I'm just gonna go Quentin first. Uh, I picked the Draken storyline. Uh, kind of mixes so Draken, 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 Draken. Wolverine Sun, Wolverine Sun's <laughs> storyline, mixing into kind of a Weapon X or not Weapon X, uh, X Force story. Yeah, um, possibly having X twenty three in there as well. Uh, ultimately, kind of trying to pick up the pieces that their father left behind, um, but really, really down to earth, like Logan kind of level of. This isn't some high crazy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. This isn't some high crazy kind of everything's going on. This is, I'm looking for my dad or somebody who knows my dad to figure out my life so I don't have to live in a shadow. Goes through X Force is really as fantastical as it gets. I and mean, we're talking like Lady Deathstrike, um, yeah, uh, X23, possibly a little Deadpool in there. Well, X23 knows where she where he's at. Or just a different. <laughs> we may go there. We may go there. She's um, like, I put the X on this grave. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Would you bring her back? 
actress. Yeah, yeah. If she, I mean, if she, if yeah, that way I have no problem with that. I think she did. I think she did really well as a child. So if she's changed her acting into acting as an adult, then yes, I'm totally cool with that. So, but yeah, real down to earth. And it may, again, my my biggest thing from Tarantino movies is you can never expect what you're expecting to get out of them. They're they're kind of you know subversive in their own right. So maybe it would do sort of a Pulp Fiction thing of the times going throughout the movies. Nothing's really linear as to when it's set. Or um, being more of a grindhouse, over-the-top revenge story. Maybe going there. But, I mean, over-the-top, but still technically really subdued for the superhero universe. <laughs> so, Who's playing drinking? Uh, Don't you dare say Zac Efron. <laughs> Does he, uh, does Hugh Jackman have a son that's old enough? Yet? <laughs> um, Ryan Reynolds. Oh god! <laughs> See, that'd be the funniest thing if he was wearing that costume the entire time. Like his his version of the Wolverine one's got all the brown on it, and then at the end he takes it off. He's like, "Who are you expecting, Hugh Jackman?" <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's funny that you brought up uh, Draken. Um, X Force. Oh, you did. I, I did X Force for yeah. Tarantino. Uh -huh. And this one all takes place in one location. It's a motel. And it's one of those things where they go to this motel after a big mission. This is a motel they go to after any mission and to go relax. All of them. The whole team. Then murder happens. And then it, they have to figure out who's the murderer. I thought that would be cool to play upon who's the murderer among this group. Group of just murderers. Yeah. And so, you know, then they all start kind of turning on each other. And I was thinking kind of Hateful Eight, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, who would you want to play? I mean, which members of the X-Force would you want in that one? Because that's another group that's had quite a few people. Oh, yeah. Because like, you could, in theory, I mean, I don't know I don't know what universe you want to go to. You could have Sabretooth in there. You could have Lady Deathstrike, um, uh, Omega Red. Is that his name? I was going to bring in Ryan Deadpool. Deadpool? Like, like I thought that would be cool to have Deadpool. And well, what, what's his name, Greg? Um, this is, remember the guy in Deadpool Two? He goes and he's like, "I just came here because it said audition." Oh, um, no, it's not Greg. It's something. It's something very basic. Keep going with your thing. Though. Yeah, but I want him. Did he that. die though? <laughs> well, different universe. Different universe. I just wanted to be like, like at one point, like they look at Deadpool and like. What's what's his what's his game? Nothing really. He just gets me coffee and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> oh, uh, what if it was the uh, instead of that you had um, his taxi driver? Oh yeah, and he's the actual murderer. <laughs> I have faith in their blood, DP. You're so good, DP. You're so good. I, I love that. I love that actor so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that 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 was my idea. So I was still trying to pick teams, but I was just like, man, super villain team, in a house, murder mystery, with all these murderers in this play, one place, and then they have to figure out who, who it is. Peter. Peter, yeah, I want Peter in the movie. Peter, you got a job. Okay. All right. Well, you have the last one. And this is the finale. This one, I, I broke the rule, because most of my picks have been things we have not scene or characters that we've not had um i gave spike lee the punisher okay yeah i mean and i wanted you want to I, elaborate I, 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 I wanted and i wanted the trailer like i, I don't know why because i just thought of the trailer it's like you just hear fuck the police coming straight from the underground you know and then it's like punisher and then that music just keeps playing and it's just a punisher logo coming up and it's like a spike lee joint i was like man it Anybody's gonna do a, a movie about uh, a dude that kills dirty cops. Mm -hmm. Spike Lee's gonna take also the Punisher. set in New York. Like, yeah, that's another big Spike. Set Lee in New York. Uh, definitely, I want a heavy hip hop soundtrack, uh, and I want uh, what's his name that actually played the Punisher in the, the show on uh, Netflix. Oh, I have no idea what his name is. Yeah, I want him to still be that that character. But I, I thought giving Spike Lee the range of the Punisher and being like, dude, you know, go crazy. You know, and you could tell whatever story you want with the Punisher, especially for he doesn't stand for no bullshit. Kind of like in the show, I remember that one scene where the guy's like, you want any kitty porn? And he's like, oh, 
Why do you have to say shit like that? And he goes and locks the door, and he goes over and kills the guy, you know? And I, I, I felt like um, he could definitely take the Punisher to a whole different level, especially mm-hmm. telling a message through the Punisher, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, mine goes completely the opposite direction. <laughs> um, You're like, um, Squirrel Girl. <laughs> Lady Deathstrike, the movie. <laughs> you have three X-Force movies. Um, no, uh, mine is actually... Worse than Fox. I know, gosh. <laughs> At least we'd know to give up after three. Um, mine is uh, Patriot. So we've already had Elijah um, in the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV show appear as the son of Isaac, um, the, or grandson of Isaac, the super soldier. So we technically already have his character established in the MCU. Um, I feel like his Patriot's one of the leaders of the uh, Young Avengers. And I feel like it could be a really cool down-to-earth movie about him kind of having his powers come in, not as a mutation, but as the same way the mutants do, where it kind of happens in like the later part Damn, of his that's youth. That's a good pick, though. The Patriot. Never thought of that. Never, never crossed my mind. Like That is a great character. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's... And it would be his story about kind of finding his way. I think even a little bit, I'd want um, Anthony Mackie as the Captain America to come in and kind of give some lessons to him and him ultimately be like, look, you're your Captain America. I want to be me. I'll be a patriot, but I won't be a freaking, you know, soldier. He has Sam trying to talk to him about being Captain America. And he's like, bro, no one likes you. (laughs) Do you understand that? This country hates the fact that there's a black Captain yeah. America. No, so he decides to go do his own thing, becomes Patriot, still has the, the colors, the shield, but then he ultimately, at the end, kind of gets... Uh, I would love it, too, because we're Marvel. We give him the great suits. Like we, yeah. we are accurate when it comes to costume. Although, I'll be honest, Patriot suit's kind of stupid sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, but I still like the suit. No, it's so fun, you know. But then have him, him come in, and like you could even tease at the end of it, like, Kate Bishop. Like, something happens, Kate Bishop shows up at the end, kind of, because, you know, happening in New York, because um, actually I don't think they're from New York originally, isn't he from, like, uh, Louisiana or something like that? That's where Isaac lives right now, anyhow? Mm-hmm. I can't I can't remember exactly from the show, because I know they were working I, on the I, boat. I, no, I, yeah, I think you're right, Louisiana. Yeah, but, like, have him go to New York to just kind of, like, with... Falcon, well, with Captain America now. I keep wanting to call him Falcon, just because there's so many Captain Americas, <laughs> and there's... Well, there are a few Falcons now, actually, too. Either way, with Anthony Mackie's character. Have him go to New York to kind of learn from him there. Him get separated and be like, man, I want to do my own thing. He's trying to more stop violence at the gang level as opposed to, like, superhero threats on the top level. Get saved by Kate Bishop. Um, maybe have, like, a little bit of um, a tease for Wanda's kids. You know, have Wiccan and uh, Speed show up. Like, no explanation of how they're there, but have them show up. I was up. like, this is a back movie. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, no, no, no. They, they would be, like, the mid-credit scene. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, I was Kate like... Kate would show up in the, like, finale, having them team up, sort of. Yeah. Um, who else would we have? Um, Zach Efron. No. You know, you know what it could be? You see the sling ring thing open, and out comes... Um, well, no, no. Out comes uh, Wiccan and Speed... And they're like, who brought you here? And someone who's going to help you guys make a good team. And it's America that comes out of there. Oh. So you have the start of the team. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to say, uh, you know, I realized when you, when you just brought the sling ring, I was like, we never saw any different versions of Wong. Because there's only one there's Wong, only one. baby. There's only one Wong. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I like that. I, I, I think that would be a great... Um, be a great film. Well, and then, you know, what's the best thing is I think I'd even give Spike Lee the sequel to that of the Young Avengers, the first Young Avengers movie. Oh, yeah. See what he'd want to do with that one. What'd you think of my Punisher? I liked it. I did. Yeah, he, he, I think he would, I think he would, like, go fucking bananas. He's like, I can kill cops with this character? All right, you know. I don't know if that's the greatest response I'd want my director to have when I gave him a movie. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but killing the just, you know, the cops that are dirty, yeah. the cops that are like... that. Let's, let's qualify oh. that statement then. Let me kill the dirty cops. I'm glad I get to stop the dirty cops. Okay. No, I was thinking like, I already thought of a great scene. Where Punisher's walking in, 
and it's, it's like the dirty cops are at the table. They're counting all the drug, they're counting all the money and all the drugs they stole from this run and blah blah. And they all had the Punisher logo with the blue and whatnot. And he's just and he looks and he's just like, you just don't understand, do you? You know. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, there we go. There's our picks. Um, I will have the list again underneath uh tell us the directors you would choose well tell us uh who you would choose for these directors mm-hmm. for characters and stuff like that um if you have any other directors you want us to try to figure it out too we may come back to this list at a later time if you guys give enough suggestions yeah and uh also too we already have next week's show planned out mm-hmm. um it's gonna be fun uh and there are gonna be topics and i was thinking too you know when when we go along with these topics and stuff like that it helps us stay on track a little bit better than most a little bit better than most. Um, we went on tangents. I went on tangents. You, you kind of did. I really went on tangents. So. Um, also, too, you know, if if you guys are fans of professional wrestling, we're we're all about that WWE. Like, well, yeah. as you should probably heard from a few of our discussions, yeah. <laughs> we're all about that wrestling. So, um, um, and if people don't know, I used to do a podcast about wrestling. It was uh, called the New World Podcast, and. Uh, yeah, we, we're just big wrestling fans, and we were, before we even started this podcast, we even talked a little bit about wrestling and what's going on currently. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want to hear stuff about that, you'll hear our thoughts about whatever's going on in the world of wrestling. You know, let us know whatever's going on in the world of nerds. Or if you want us to ask, answer real questions, you know, like, yeah. we're, we're just two dudes. Yeah, no, I, I mean, we not, not to give too much away for it, but, you know, next week's isn't going to necessarily be about superhero movies. Well, no. It's going to be, you know, a little more down-to-earth, I guess is the right way to word that. Well, it depends on how far we go. Yeah. You know? Here's a hint, and the UK will come for us. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, all right, y'all. Well, uh, tell us what you think. Like and subscribe. Share with your grandma. Share with your grandpa. Share with the bum down at Walmart. I am K and be the Sexy Ninja. I'm Doug. Remember, the Sexy Ninja cast is every Sunday... Stay sexy, ninjas. Welcome to the wicked shit. As far as I'm concerned, that's America's ass.